welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Welcome to Syosset Library's Turn the Page podcast. I am Jessica. I will be hosting you today. And um, I am here with the author, Lana Ferguson, who wrote The Fake Mate, which is super, super fun. It's a super fun take on um, the fake dating rom-com trope. Uh, It is extremely spicy. It's got uh, werewolves. It's got work drama. I loved it. Uh, so I'm going to actually uh, welcome Lana. Um, thank, you, thank you so much for coming here. Tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your writing, like how you got into writing, and uh, let's talk the fake mate. Oh, gosh, the dreaded tell us about yourself question. Um, you can make stuff up. We, we have, great. No, we'll have no idea. Honest. You are seven feet tall and you have I'm not. I'm, I'm like a hobbit size. <laughs> I'm literally five one, so I, I can't even lie about it. I'm like a hobbit. Um, so there's not a lot interesting about me outside of the fact that I write super spicy novels. Um, I crossword a lot. I thrift shop a lot. I'm basically... um like an old woman in a in a 30 year old body so um honestly gosh I was trying to make I was like do I need to make up things about myself I don't know I mean, listen I I will uh, we can we can say I anything you want are you, are you aware of a burning deal <laughs> no. um no I I wish I was because I have a lot more fun wouldn't that be wonderful? I it would it would it would make me a lot more intimidating than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so the fake me. I loved writing this book. Like you said, it is like a super contemporary kind of spin on shifter novels. Um, it I, I really wanted to do like just like I, most shifter novels to me like are very more like fantasy driven um there's usually like some espionage there's like secret societies and I was like I want to do it but make it like a little bit more silly (laughs) so like I said the work drama and so it's like these werewolves but instead of like them having to hide like everybody knows about them so that was really fun yeah I think that that really takes you know it, it it sort of like takes a lot of I, I don't want to say I like werewolves I like werewolf novels obviously as I just admitted I would love to be one it sounds like it sounds it sounds like it is super super fun but at the same time um you know sometimes when you watch or read too much of something it starts to feel I think a little um cold and intangible and sometimes you just want to read something that's sort of a supernatural story but it feels grounded and this did um in the way that you know like yeah everybody knows that there are werewolves that there are shifters um and you know they have their society they have their you know um different you know lives and um they work together with humans and sometimes they get together for some super spicy stuff. Um, 
But, you know, one thing I thought was really funny was just like you had such good dialogue in this, uh, you know, between um, Mackenzie and Noah, between Mackenzie and her co-workers and her grandmother. It was just a super, super fun story. So, like, where did these characters begin for you is my first question. Um, so this book, it's so funny. This book actually went through four <laughs> four different like plot changes because I think this book actually started out as um it's it I don't think I've ever said this before but this book started out as a uh, a waking up in Vegas story um I know that sounds like completely off the wall what are we gonna I get know. that version of it I, <laughs> I, I don't even think I have like enough time in the day to tell you how it ended up there. but basically Mackenzie and Noah started in that stories and then like I was trying to take like bits and pieces of like their dynamic and, and and make a story that I would want to like pitch with, I guess. And, and then when I got the idea to make, like when I got the green light basically to write a shifter novel, then I started like, well, what kind, I wanted it to be fake dating and I wanted it to be a workplace. So I went through teachers. I went through, um, what was they had another, there was another one I went through and then I landed on doctors. Cause I was like, you know, that would be kind of a fun spin because like they're doctors. So they are, they obviously know everything about like the anatomy of one another, but having never experienced it personally, since they're like, you know, cosmic counterparts or whatever, I thought that would be kind of fun. Plus it, let, it gave me the excuse to write a grumpy, smart doctor who's like super smart, but also kind of socially inept, which I love. Yeah, I got that from Noah. And <laughs> he was he was super, super fun to read um, in so many ways. And he's a, baby. He's a big grumpy baby. He is a big grumpy baby, but he's a big grumpy sexy baby. Yes. <laughs> I love I love an awkward man. I don't know if I don't know where it comes from, but I will take an awkward bumbling man that's still like, you know, six foot five and hot over an alpha male any day. I don't know what that says about me. Well, that's funny you say that because uh, so in the werewolf community, Noah is what's considered an alpha. And that, exactly. kind of, yeah, so that plays into this story. So like, yeah, he's an alpha, but his personality isn't alpha male. Um, and I know there's a lot to that. So I don't know if you want to talk about it a little bit. Oh, no, I'm happy. I, I, I did do that kind of on purpose. Like I wanted to kind of subvert that, that alpha male trope because he's expected to be one thing, but basically you're given something entirely different. I joke all the time that Mac might be an Omega, but she is definitely the alpha of the relationship. She's only an Omega in the bedroom. Well, uh, for sure. I mean, I was reading this and I was like, wait a second. Right. And plus, you know, it, 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 it's a big part of it that he's never really experienced. I mean, he's been on what in this universe, they have what they call suppressants that literally suppresses that part of their nature. Um, so, I mean, he's been on these most of his adult life trying to hide this, this designation. So he's never really experienced. And you kind of get to, you kind of get that with the book, like him experiencing like this possessiveness for the first time, this like intense hunger for the first time. So he's kind of figuring himself out too, but it's just not part of his nature, I guess, like inherently to be like an alpha hole is what I would call him. 
So. so first of all, again, um, before we get into any more, one of the things that I really, like I mentioned before, I really enjoyed a lot of the dialogue in this uh, story. And what, okay, so Jessica from Radiology, what's her deal? Oh my gosh. So that started <laughs> out as like a total, like a, a nothing basically. And I, I mentioned it once and I was like, ah, that'll just be it. But then I kept having fun, like <laughs> putting her back in there. And I was like, there's always like, I don't care where you work. There is always that one person that always has the gossip. Like they know more about what's going on in your life than you do. It feels like. So I just thought it would be really funny to kind of have her like reappearing through the story. And then it turns out, you know, she's not even doing it maliciously. She's like a big fan. (laughs) I don't know. It seemed, it was just kind of like a funny little aha moment that I kept I could not stop myself from adding in multiple times. It was fun. And again, like you said, like who doesn't have that in their workplace? It was just a joy to read. So I do want to ask, you know, this is a romance and it is very, very spicy. Um, Man, how did you turn the heat up so much? Like, are you, are you a reader of romance? Um, I mean, really it was just, wow. So I, I have been reading romance since like early teen years and I, I don't know what, I don't know if I want to say I've always been fascinated by like, like written sex scenes, but I have all, always voraciously consumed them. I don't know. Again, I don't know what that says about me as a person, but I, and I also don't know like what the rating of this podcast is, but I, 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 um, I mean, well, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, um, is PG I would say P- PG-13. Let's say PG-13. Okay. Basically, I'm I'm just kind of a like a horny person in general. <laughs> I don't know. It just it's a dry. It's like I have that part of my brain. So that those are the the most fun and honestly the most easy parts of the book for me to write. I don't know why. I wish I could explain it. Um, but I I love writing sex scenes. <laughs> I, I guess because there's such an expectation for women in general to to not really enjoy that kind of content I mean it's getting better as the years go by but there's still that stigma there and so I kind of love just being really in your face about what I like in that regard (laughs) and so this kind of gives me an outlet for that I think that though like most of the spicy novels you know that people are really consuming they're written by women and um that's amazing to me and it's like yeah other conversation that I have had multiple times like that the amount of erotic material that's available that's actually good is almost always written by a woman um or you know and I, I think that there's something to that um but that's yeah. a conversation that's a different conversation <laughs> no it's it's fine because it is you know it is very it is um you know very interesting because you do say that in in general, you know, the stigma has been one way for a while. Um, and I know people, I know people are really enjoying these books. So um, yeah. So do you have a favorite character? Did you prefer um, writing from Mackenzie's or Noah's point of view more? And um, would you come back to these characters ever? Uh, so I, I think my favorite probably would be Parker because I am Parker (laughs) I'm kind of I'm kind of always the grumpy friend that's like I'll do it but I'm gonna complain about it um and also has no idea how to 
<laughs> comfort their any their friends. Um, but I love writing male POV. I don't care which book of it is that of mine. I I always prefer writing in the male POV. And if I had to like dissect that, I would probably say because I get like the I get the chance to write like a man in his thoughts the way that I wish a man like was and thought not that they don't exist but you know what I mean like my ideal man I get to be in his head and absolutely and it's 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 fulfilling it is like it gives me hope you know that there are men out there like that and so that I always 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 love writing in a male POV and you know as far as coming back to them I I don't know how much I'm allowed to say I had actually planned this to be a three-part series um I, I wanted to write two more books in this universe about other couples. Um, I, I think it's kind of dependent on if there's a want for those at this point, but you know, maybe, maybe someday. So when you read, do you read um, exclusively romance yourself or do you kind of venture out into different genres? Honestly, rarely. I, I'm, I'm pretty much a romance girly. Like I like the butterflies and the heart, the heart racing. Um, I do, I'll, I'll enjoy an occasional thriller every once in a while. Um, but other than that, no, normally I'm always reading romance if, if I'm getting to read it all. I don't get to read for fun much anymore, but when I am, it's, it's almost always romance. Did you have a favorite scene or a favorite piece of dialogue to write in The Fake Mate? Hmm. I don't know if I'm a, I don't know, again, I don't know what it says about me, but I loved writing the cheesy doctor role play scene. Oh my God, that was great. <laughs> I loved it so much. I was like, I was like, this is going to come off as such like a 70s porn trope. But I was like, you know what? Let's lean into it. Mackenzie totally seems like the type. <laughs> but I think that that's one of the things that made this such a fun story to read. You know, I think that, um, and especially like when you're writing something as, I guess, you know, like that is a workplace hospital love story between two shifters. Like you're having fun already. Let's just lean completely into it. And I think that, you know, scenes like that just kind of, add to that fun I mean you know it's like how can you have like a Grey's Anatomy vibes book without having some hospital shenanigans you can't (laughs) was my was my thought but I like I like I really love writing sex scenes that aren't I mean I like writing them obviously with the point of just being steamy but I also like writing them sometimes just like where they can have silly moments because I feel like that's more real um because, you know, sex is obviously not perfect every single time. <laughs> and I, I feel like real couples are always experiencing their, you know, there's laughter, there's mess ups, there's awkward moments. And sometimes I like to include that. So another thing I just also wanted to mention or ask to just kind of chat about again is um, so the whole idea, like the whole um, ABO universe, um, how would you describe it to somebody just coming into it Hmm. so I I usually I have a friend that I've been trying to convert forever she was mentioned in my um my uh dedication she still won't read this book but the way that I've tried to describe it is it's very primal like 
yes, they don't, because I mean, I've read ABO and Omega Verse that's obviously not Shifter, which, so they're, where they're all just, you know, human with these instincts. So I, I, I describe it as very like animalistic. They've got these urges that are, that are animalistic, but without necessarily all the time being animals themselves. Now, in this case, they are shifters. So that has a little bit of like added explanation to it all. But um, basically I would say that it's just characters that are, may or may not be like animals but they have those urges like those primal urges from that you know we might have had at one point in life that they're still dealing with them in every day like the with the sense and the the instincts and you know sometimes even I've read shifter novels where they have like the heightened hearing and sound and um plus knots I mean I always have to explain a knot <laughs> which is my favorite part go for it <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh no so I when I tried to explain it to my friend she said like a dog and I was like okay but it's 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 sexier than that and she's like I don't see how (laughs) but I know in the book they talk about you know it's at one point in time it was to ensure conception because it would literally lock the couple together to help aid in conception which now it's just a nice full sensation (laughs) um the novel you know, it, it's it's part of the story. And I think it's something, you know, that has become um, more spoken about lately, especially in werewolf-themed uh, romance. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a trope that I think a lot of people enjoy now and you know so I I'm curious because this is the first time I believe that I've seen it in um like a published novel as opposed to like fan fiction for instance um that you know I think um I'm wondering how um you know how often you do get asked about it or you had been asked about it um when writing this book so so honestly I I did have to explain it to half the people but because a lot of the people I let read this book uh, while I was writing it one of them was an RN friend (laughs) to help me with a lot of the hospital stuff and I she had no idea so having her like I would try to like limit it as much as I could I would give her just the scenes that had a lot of medical jargon and she would be like okay but what is this about why is he sniffing her neck so (laughs) I would have to yeah, but I even, um, I remember my publicist uh, and my marketing agent, they, they had no idea. Like they, basically my publicist was finally like, listen, can you give me like a guide to the Omegaverse? So I had to like write her up a, like a little like page of explanations and I attached like some diagrams that I found on Tumblr. Um, but the thing is, I am I am hard pressed to find someone who's like introduced to this. There, I mean, they exist. Some people will see this and they they're like, ooh, no. But most of the people that give it a chance, I have often seen that they've embraced it pretty fully because there there's something about that like that primal sense uh at like the edge to the romance. Like it's not just he wants you, but he's got to have you, but not necessarily in a like possessive alpha whole way like it's like it's like the the highest version of you complete me I guess I mean again you know I thought that Noah was just a really well written character in that way and I loved just that their personalities 
turned everything um, on its head when it comes to that. You know, you keep hearing that this guy's an alpha and like he's a big guy and, he, you know, but like his personality is just it's like you said, like it's flipped. Yeah. And everybody at the hospital calls him the boogeyman and they're all scared of him. But it turns out it's just because he is not good with people <laughs> and most of the rumors surrounding him are as he would say grossly over exaggerated so um i guess one more question is uh the names of the characters how did you come up with the names so i do this for every single book i i figure out their ages first and then i which would lead me to their birthday and then i google um baby names from that year and I basically just go through and pick ones that I like and I also have what I call the moan test <laughs> like because if the name doesn't moan well then I don't want to I don't want to give it to a character <laughs> so I, that is amazing I have never, <laughs> I, actually to be honest with you I don't think I've heard the baby name thing before um I have heard that people will go through like newspaper articles and see like what the popular names were in that time period but um that's that's pretty cool but also the moan test that's I, I like that that's nice that's different <laughs> right well I mean I wouldn't I'm not gonna name any names at all because I don't want I don't want there to be a book out there with a name that I might not moan but I mean if you have like a crazy like old man name like you're and then you're reading like a really spicy scene and she's breathing it in his ear. Like Murray. No, no offense, no. Murray. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. So I, I just tried that, that. That is more important to me than getting it like yearly, act like accurate to their birthday is making sure it's moanable. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much. Are you working on another book at the moment? Uh, not in this universe or you can't say? Oh, no, I am. Um, I just announced the cover for my next book which comes out next summer it's a hockey romance um it's like brother's best friend uh friends to lovers kind of vibe um and then but right now I'm drafting another paranormal which is a Loch Ness romance <laughs> a Loch Ness romance it is a Loch Ness romance um, it's, it's very like it's almost starting to lean kind of into like fantasy light like there is magic and there's you know curses and a lot of elements like that that are, are they're turning out really fun to play with would you ever write um something that's more do you think more supernatural and lighter on the romance or you um you know or uh feel most people sticking to this I don't know I it's not really I don't know if I would say it was more comfortable I I just don't know if I'm interested like I love <laughs> I love writing romance. So I think anything I write, like I even, I keep hounding the Berkeley account on threads that I eventually I'm going to make them let me write it like a thriller romance <laughs> at, at one point. Ooh, that sounds great. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much. It's super, super fun to talk to you. When is this book out? Uh, December 5th. So okay. very, very soon. Very nice. Well, run to your um, local library, put it on hold, order it from your favorite bookshop, and um, definitely uh, bring a fainting couch and a glass of water because this is a spicy, spicy book. Um, and check out The Fake Mate. And uh, the, nan the Nanny is your other book, right? 
Yes, that was my debut. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Lana Ferguson. Um, once again, this was Jessica from Syosset Public Libraries Turn the Page Podcast, and we are going to close this chapter. It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode. Thank you.